Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster and Monster, a podcast where we talk about monsters and how furry they can be. I'm your host Matt, and as always, to my left, he puts the three in three t-shirts, it's Dave. How you doing mate? <laughs> I'm doing good. Excellent. Glad to hear it. And of course, that must mean, to my right, he puts the kit in kit bash. It's Cameron. <laughs> Hey, it's hey, a me, a Cameron. Yep. No? Yep. 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 He yep. suddenly yep. turned like an Italian plumber. Yeah. Do you, do you believe you've got Italian plumber-like qualities to be on this show, Cameron? Um, I'm not sure. I did I did see an interesting tweet on the sub... To digress for one moment on the subject <laughs> of Mario. I saw a great tweet where, in a universe where pipes seem to be a natural thing that do such things as create life, they spawn monsters, they do interdimensional teleportation... Surely a plumber would be some great mythic important figure. So it makes sense that the hero of the series is a plumber. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're quite well paid as well. Aren't they? Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, if you're, if you're a mean, plumber, you're made for life. You can't, you know, everyone needs a plumber. they got to muck about with. Yeah. yeah. They're actually more well paid <laughs> than electricians and other such mm. handymen. Domestic jobs, yes. Cool. And Talking to work, how, uh, how's work going for you, Dave? Uh, it's going great, sort of, I guess. It's, it, it's winding down from the holidays, so it's not as busy customer-wise, um, but the stuff that we have to do to get ready for the year coming up is just, that, that end of it is busy, or I guess. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you been up to anything interesting this week? Mm, <laughs> no, not really. No, <laughs> it's been, no, a, it's been boring. It's, yeah, it's been a. I don't know. I haven't really. I'm really doing much. Just research for multiple podcasts. I guess yes. that's my. That's my to do. Uh, oh, I did accidentally start reading a bunch of uh, like Japanese light novels, and I only meant to read like uh, oh, I'll just read a chapter or something, and then it's like amazing. volume seven. <laughs> like I, I need to go to bed. I have to get up to go to work in the morning, and it's like one o'clock, <laughs> and I gotta be up by six. So, the thing is, wow. I, I've got I've got this image of you, Dave, that you don't actually sleep at times, or you have very minimal sleep. I imagine you're like in a zen-like meditation state, twirling your moustache, you know, letting yeah. the research flow into you. Yeah, that'd be no. I get I get like solid, you know, seven eight hours of sleep. Nice. <laughs> I like to sleep. Wow. So that that's <laughs> that image I'll have to dispel. Um, oh, sorry, well, sorry, well, guys. Twirling. The mustache twirling is, in fact, that's just my habitual stance. So yeah, that's always mustache. going on. I can't, I can't not do that. But Absolutely, no, I, I sleep the sleep of the dead. Oh, there we go. You heard it here wow. first. Um, you. How's your week been, then, Cameron? Um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I've just um, on on hobby side of things, not a proper mini dear mini, but a mini dear mini mini update. Yeah, you um, have, haven't I've, you? I've started to experiment with something called press molding, which yeah. means I don't go to the store to buy a ninety dollar box for one piece. No, <laughs> that I mean yeah. we we we'll save it for the next mini dear mini episode. But is it is it quite straightforward? Because it looked impressive. Um, what you done? It, it is. It took all of two and a half minutes. Um, hey, it's a, really, it's a it's a really great product. You just put it in boiling water for a couple of minutes, and you can press pretty much anything into it to get a super detailed mold. Cool, which is really cool. Nice. And then you know you set it with cold water, and then put putty in it, and you know twenty four hours later you got a almost perfect replica, which is nice. really cool. It's a lot of fun. 
I'll well, just think. Buy parts again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because you said two and a half minutes. That's ha- so for me. That would be half a t-shirt design for our um, <laughs> our t-shirts here. So you know, <laughs> that's how we judge it. <laughs> Every yeah. five minutes is a t-shirt design. Yeah. I'll get cool. one of those t-shirts and I'll press molded so I don't nice. buy it anymore. <laughs> well, <I've>, um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do we only have two t-shirts then? <laughs> yeah, ten minutes. Ten minutes of devotion. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, talking of minis, actually, I, I bought some plague, more Plague Marines today. Which yeah, so is, um, the, uh, which easy to build kit. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, yeah. you know, because uh, it, said, it said for people age five and upwards, and I thought, great, there we go. <laughs> That'll suit me down to tea. Now, they're, they're going to be test, well, they're test models, really. They're just, because yeah. I, I, I've realized that I've got some spray paint, to, you know, so I can prime them. And then I've realized I've never sprayed paint in my life. So I thought, ooh, mm, yeah. yeah, let's 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 get some test models. So, and the thing is, I, did, I went into... Well, exactly. I went into Games Workshop today and with my wife, which is always hilarious because she doesn't know what to do. It's like she was. It, we went in there and it was quite busy. We went in quite early this morning and, like I said, it was quite busy because they were doing like a 12 hour marathon like of something. They were just built. I think they were yeah. basically doing a build a model, you know, this is, and um, paint it, do yeah. everything and show it off by the end of the day. And she, and she was like, she, she was whispering to me saying, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And then she goes, she goes, they've all got long hair as well. All the men. And I was like, and I was like this is what a games workshop or a hobby store looks like. Don't worry. Yeah. They don't bite. Yeah. And, and <laughs> she just didn't know what to do with herself. And I was like, don't worry. I won't be long. And then the, the problem is you've got um, the way that obviously it's sat out. You've got all the boxes around the, around the sides on the wall. And then everyone's contained in the middle. I'm trying yeah. to trying to get around people but as you know i don't want to generalize but people in these stores you know they can be quite big and i'm trying to get around them and you know i'm not particularly small myself and then i'm trying to get around them and then obviously my wife's trying to do the same you've got the one staff member harassing me you know like oh sure you sure you don't want any help with that and i'm like no no honestly i'm just browsing if there's anything you want i you can't see you come to me that's what he said to me i was like okay yeah i know how i know how shops work um and (laughs) and you know i eventually bought those plague marines and left and my wife was continued to be traumatized and um (laughs) so yeah i got that also as you'll notice in the same photo that i posted i got starship troopers traitor of mars today as well which um we spoke about on our starship troopers episode um unfortunately Casper never got back to me when I tweeted uh, him. Um, yeah, uh, so he's dead. Casper update for 2018. Yeah, he's dead to me um, now. And <laughs> he, yeah, he never replied. So, uh, yeah, but so I'll be looking forward to watching that at some point. I'll let you guys know. how Because neither of you have watched that yet, have you? No, I'll have no. to rent it. Yeah, so it looks good. And But I think the biggest news of this week... Um, which has obviously made our Twitters explode with uh, excitement, is um, that Assassin's Creed Rogue is getting remastered. No, no, yeah, sorry. Really? Dark Souls <laughs> Dark Souls is getting remastered. Which oh. I think I just... That came out of the woodwork. I mean, it, oh. it, it makes me want to do another Dark Souls episode. Do, actually, wait a minute. Do we need to do another Dark Souls episode? Because we've done two, haven't we? Uh. Do we do the? D- yeah, we've done two. <laughs> we can always we do more. Yeah, <laughs> we can always do more. <laughs> yeah, that's what the people want. 
it just <laughs> everyone else will be doing so this in another episode. It seems yeah. so surreal because it was you know Nintendo's going to do a direct, and then they're going to have a secret mini direct immediately after that direct when they announced Dark Souls remastered for the Switch, and it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then ten hours later, it's like. It's real. <laughs> I think it's. I, I wanted to be that guy on Twitter and go. Well, what about Demon Souls? Where, where's Demon Souls in this? But yeah. no, it's it's. Good. I can't wait for that. And what's great is it's literally just. A, it's within days of my birthday as well. So, oh, hint, yeah. hint. That you know, if you all want to collect money together and buy it, me, you know, you can. I wouldn't hold Japanese trilogy edition. Oh yeah, that looks amazing. I mean, was it four hundred and fifty dollars or something like that? Yeah, it's it's yeah, a lot of money. US. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but no. Now, Matt, I did talk to Dave about this before you appeared, but they're using parts of the Dark Souls Three Bloodborne engine for the lighting and HDR and stuff. My mm. biggest fear: what if they replace Priscilla's fur texture with the Bloodborne fur texture? <laughs> <laughs> they may do. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Sure what I yeah, do. <laughs> I did. I did hear that they were going to start using. But why? It makes sense though to use a lot of the textures from those games as well. Oh, yeah. I can see why they've done it. I think, as you'll both, I'm sure, will agree with me. It'll be interesting to see what Blight Town's going to be like. I think that's yeah, going to be yeah. the test for everyone. Everyone's going to make it a run. Everyone's going to start the game. They're going to get the master key, and they're going to be oh, bolting yeah. to Blight Town, going right. What's it? Is Absolutely. it chugging? Have I got more than 10 FPS? <laughs> oh, I've got 11. Yeah, because they, they, they've said, what, 60 FPS for PS4, PS4 Pro? Yeah. So I want to see, Yeah. does that mean we get above a 20 frame per second blight down? Yeah. Cause yeah, that, it just, it it just puts it at the normal down. 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, it's called blight town maths. That's how, you, that's how yeah. you work it out. You take the FPS. And you, you, you div- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Divide it by six, and then, and then you get the true flight town FPS. So yeah, that is exciting news. Can't wait. And actually, talking of exciting, it's time for everyone's favourite segment of the show. That means it's yeah. Well, exactly. This, I'm, I'm learning from you, Cameron. You did a great segue last week. Um, I don't remember, but thank you. Everyone remembers. I don't want to, but I don't want to dwell on it. It's not that I've forgotten. Honestly, it's just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, segueing into getting ready for this. Yokai. Yokai. Of the week. Of the week. Yes. And after all the listener feedback we had last week of Zero, where people were complaining <laughs> about how unprofessional we were because we, we, um, we made Jeremy Greer. A yokai for that week. Um, we've decided that we're going to do it properly this time. You know, so. Did anyone tell Jeremy? By the way, I don't think he know. Well, <laughs> I don't think. Hey. We, I don't think we, we didn't drag him. No. True. No, well. we just un- we just unearthed lore. That's all we do. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. We found the lore that everyone was seeking. Yeah. Yeah. He's become um. He's become a known phrase now. Uh, the common phrase, I Jeremy to. Or I really greared that one tweet um, has now suddenly become popular <laughs> by all I can tell. So I didn't want to send him any further down that hole. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that too, so I was just going to... If someone heard it and said something, that was fine, but I wasn't going to take We're not gonna time to point that out. No. <laughs> 
So, yokai, yokatam. With yokatam, we are going to be covering the letters R for really like yokai. You're in the right place. Uh, The letter S for super. I love yokai. I'm in the right place. And T, time for yokai. I'm definitely in the right place. Um, So, (laughs) with that, Dave, roll them. That was a weak roll, Dave. Come on, put your back Sorry. into it, son. Come on. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw him off the table like last time. No, no that's true. Fair point. <laughs> um, there are twenty-four. 24. Twenty. Twenty-four. Number twenty-four. Oh god, there's a lot. Of- oh, there <laughs> we go. As as people noticed, we we struggle with counting, or at least I do at this point. Do do, uh, do do do. Just a bit of background music. Sukuyomi, that's what I've landed on. Yeah. Good, good. We both counted correct. Right. <laughs> Sorry, which one are we on? Sorry. I... Sukuyomi. Sukuyomi no Mikoto. Yeah. Uh, oh, why can't I find that? Right, what is it? What's Oops. the description? <laughs> uh, a moon yeah, they, god. A moon god, yeah, right. Cool. That's what's throwing me off. Sukuyomi, they yeah. like. No, it's it's Tsukuyomi. Wrote it. Oh, the section, good. not the S section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, we've got the Moon God of Shinto and Japanese mythology. Uh, the no ending is a common honorific suffix for the names of gods of similar meanings to the Grand, the Great, or the Exalted. Hmm. Uh, Sukuyomi is a compound of Old Japanese suku for moon or month. Uh, which became suki in modern Japanese, and yomi, reading or counting. Uh, the Nihon Shoki mentions this name spelled as Sukuyumi, the moon bow, nice. but this yumi is likely a variation in pronunciation of yomi. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Alternatively, his name could be a combination of Sukiyo, which is moonlight, moonlit night, and me, looking and watching. Uh, Yomi may also refer to the Japanese underworld. There's a lot of meaning in Japanese. Yeah, I know. I was, I'm, trying, I'm looking for something interesting. You know? <laughs> like I'm just looking further down. What, what weird quirk have they got? And um, um, Well, he's oh. a man. Oh. Unlike Greek and Roman uh, yep. moon gods. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. Sometimes called Sukuyomi Otoko, the moon reading man. Oh, he's just the man in the moon. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> 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 Let's see. He was the second of the three noble children uh, born when Izanagi no Mikoto, uh, the god who created the first land of Onogoroshima, was cleansing himself of his sins after he escaped from the underworld and the clutches of his enraged dead wife, Izanami no Mikoto. Uh, Sukuyomi was born when he was washed out of Izanagi's right eye. There you go. Oh, oh there we go. There's some weird stuff. He just got some of that... Um little yeah. fluid drop it in his eye yeah yeah uh, in an alternate story Sukiyomi was born from a mirror made of white copper in Izanaki's right hand uh, mm. he climbed a celestial ladder to live in the heavens uh, with his sister Amaterasu Omikami who was the sun goddess who also later became his wife oh happy ending uh, because mythology is always a little incestuous yeah <laughs> they like putting them <laughs> together don't they yeah. yeah he oh no he killed Uke Mochi, the goddess of food. <gasps> the goddess of food? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
and that angered Amaterasu, apparently. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, this goddess created food by turning to the ocean and spitting out a fish, facing a forest and spitting out game, and finally turning to a rice paddy and coughing up a bowl of rice. <laughs> Sukiyomi was utterly disgusted by the fact that, although it looked exquisite, the meal was made in a disgusting manner, and so he killed her. <laughs> yeah, but that's how, that's how like birds feed their chicks. They regurgitate yeah. it into their mouths. Yeah. You know, it's not far different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Here's a bowl of rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so soon afterwards, Amaterasu learned what happened and she was so angry that she refused to ever look at Tsukiyomi again, forever moving to another part of the sky, which is why day and night are never together. Ah, I like that. I like that. That's, 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 a, a, that's, a, good, that's a good myth for day and night. So that's just, so that was like a, they just had a, you know, a lover's tiff. And they're like, no, I'm never looking at you again, and that's why we haven't got night and day. <laughs> I, look, I sent, mm. you, I sent you to Susan's food group and you killed her. Yes. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> What's we going to eat? The mix that we bought her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is really interesting. Yeah, I like that. Dave, do you have a uh, Dave? Do you got any deep insights on Sukiyomi and his story? Uh, not in particular, but it's interesting that this is basically a, a god, but also classified as a yokai. So yeah, that's yeah. A little strange. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird supernatural stuff. I yeah, don't know if and then I guess properly curated. Yeah, well, it's fine. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's all it's all myth and legend that we yeah. like anyway. Yeah, um, and then I guess another uh, not really a spin-off, but um, in re- in in relation to um, Tsukiyomi and uh, Amaterasu's relationship, um, Tsukiyomi's parents, um, Izanagi and Izanami. Well, although I guess Iz- Izanami isn't technically his mother. Um, those are. Mm husband and wife and also again brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, so I guess it's, they're just keeping it real uh, <laughs> yeah keeping it real it makes me want to climb a celestial ladder that sounds fun oh man have you never played Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I that's the right there's two two. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here but there's two games that I bounce off that I, I think I'm destined never to play or never properly mm. to get into. One, controversially, is Dark Souls Two, and two mm. is Metal Gear Solid Three. I str- can't get. I can. I can barely get half an hour into it. I get. I struggle with the camouflage, crawling around. The guards always spot me, and I just rage quit. I've tried. I've, no joke. I've tried about four or five times to get into Metal Gear Solid Three, but I know there's a really big ladder, isn't in, in it? Isn't there? there is, is that what you? An incredibly big ladder. Mm. It is like. It feels like three to five minutes of ladder. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of ladder. It, it also has my personal record for the longest boss fight I've ever done, which was four and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a sniper boss, and it's really fun, and I love that fight. It was just four and a half hours of me walking carefully from area to area trying not to get <laughs> shot. It was so good. It was a lot of fun. It was very different from anything I'd done before. But uh, nice. I would not repeat it, I think. No, I bet. <laughs> It was, it was, it's a good game. Um, yeah, I will play it for you. Thanks, thanks, that? Cameron. I'll, uh, after this, Team I'll player. play Metal Gear Solid Three, and I can tell you all about it later. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll also, well, do Dark Souls Two while I'm at it. Oh, uh, I, I will. I'll have another go at it. Honestly, I will. I will try to get into Dark Souls Two. It's frustrating because I've done one, three, and Bloodborne, and half of Demon Souls, but I can't. I just can't. 
Dark Souls 2 just is, is kryptonite to me. And it's not, and actually, it's not, sorry, it's not because I'm jumping on that bandwagon of a lot of people like, oh, it's not done by the same studio, I can't play it. It's not that situation. It's just the fact that I just, I just struggle with the mechanics of it. I just, yeah, yeah. you know, where you, you don't get your full health back and well, I know there's ways around it. Like, you know, it's just those things that just, I just got a bit frustrated. I will, I will. It's, it's, 2018 is going to be a positive year. So <laughs> <laughs> I will get it done. He's man, man, man. The um... larger Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want you to platinum this. I will do it. <laughs> Every DLC. <laughs> that that voice you did was like a dead-on impression of was it is it Zippy? I'm trying to get it. <laughs> what, what what from Rainbow? Like yeah, Zippy and Bungle. <laughs> yeah, oh Bungle. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that growing up. Uh, the, have you have you ever watched the really controversial innuendo episode? Uh, I um, think I ended up seeing it on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. This one where Zippy's at the start and he's going, one skin, two skin, three skin. He's about to say four skin and then, you know, he goes. <laughs> and it's it's just all innuendos. It's, you know, about playing with maracas and banging all night and all other rude things. It's It completely <laughs> destroys your image of it. Any childhood memories are gone. So, yeah. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Cool. Well, on that, on the, that was Yokai of the Week. So, on to the main part of the show. So, we many, many moons ago, oh, no pun intended, <laughs> many moons ago, we covered or did a couple episodes on werewolves. We did uh, American Werewolf in London and we did Dog Soldiers, I believe. Dog Soldiers. Um, so, New Year, new werewolves. Uh, we decided to cover it again, but as we did with our Krampus episode, which, as if you remember, I watched a, a real classic of a film, um, <laughs> and, and Dave, in, in, sorry, Dave read a book that was obviously a lot better than anything we covered. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave read a book. <laughs> read Dave. <laughs> that summarises it. Dave read a book. Um, I watched a crap film, and Cameron watched a much better film. So. For werewolves again, we've decided that we're going to cover, all three of us have covered three completely different things, um, and to my surprise, uh, I'm going to find out what you two have covered, because I don't actually know what you guys have done for this, <laughs> it's all a surprise, um, yeah. so I've covered the PS4 game The Order 1886, uh, Dave, you are covering what? Werewolves, the definitive guide. Oh, um, where did the? They did not put the author name on the front of the book. <laughs> that would, <laughs> it doesn't have it on this day. Nice. It's there. I just my Kindle's like not a good. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, have to, I have to back up here because that's rude. Where? Um, why does it not have his name on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, professional. <laughs> it's, it's by some dude. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm gonna have to. I have to get back to you because. <laughs> uh, I don't Dave know. Dave has read a book by book. someone we don't know. Um, <laughs> an unknown Some entity. Guy. And um, Cameron, what have you covered as part of this? Um, I watched the movie uh, Werewolf the Beast Among Us. Oh, um, The Beast Among Us. I like the sound of that. 
I, I gotta say, I personally really enjoy that film. This is uh, the second or third time I've watched it. It does, it does have a Rotten Tomato score of thirty nine percent. Right, nice, it's not classic. Well yeah. Um, also, on on the subject, it's January. Um, in January 2018, uh, the moon between the nights of the 1st and 2nd of January is a supermoon. The following full moon is also in January on the 31st. It has no given name, making it a blue moon. So it's werewolf month. Werewolf month? Oh, apparently. we didn't even know. We knew it, really. Don't worry, this wasn't a pure coincidence. <laughs> What's the supermoon? What's the supermoon, Cameron? It's where the moon appears much larger in the sky than normal. Oh, I was hoping it would be yeah. there'd be some really convoluted reason for it. No, yes, but, there probably yeah. is. But it's I, all, all Dragon Ball Z like super moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, well I, got, I got the author. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, what's up? Uh, we breaking update. Dave has the author. I have the author. Um, Sabin Bearing Gold. Ah, uh, well, if you're listening, Sabin. Um, yeah, I credit you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you would have to be the the book. The book came out in 1890. So, oh, oh wow. Okay, unless yeah. unless we're, he we're unless he was back. a werewolf and in he's still alive. Well, yeah. apparently he actually truly believed in them, so he could. He was searching yeah. for actual werewolves. Maybe he found them. Okay. You know, it was the 90s. There wasn't a lot to do. Werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Cat Rock. Right, let's let's um, yeah. let's start with Dave and his and uh, his book. Was it Werewolves: The Definitive Guide? So it's the definitive edition. So it's, it's, it's had a, It's got better textures. So and it's, yeah, um, now more. it's it's in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> right, so these um, pixels are perfect. <laughs> oh, look at that frame jump. Right. So, what's <laughs> so um, yeah? Tell us about this book. What's what's um, what's the general gist of it? Okay. So basically, what um, the author did was gather uh, a bunch of myths and folklore and legend from all over the, all over the globe. This is this is everybody's everybody's a werewolf. They should have called this book. Um, <laughs> that would have been a cooler title. Uh, so basically, what he, what he did was he kind of has um, lycanthropy in general through the ages, uh, mm-hmm. and then broken down by um, area. So there'll be like this is the werewolves or the legend of werewolves in like Scandinavia. Here's okay. them from France, from Germany, uh, from uh, Eastern Europe, and then goes on to kind of have um accounts they're not like first hand well they folklore but some of it is um medieval um court records where okay. they you know had basically just killed people because they, they just yeah. burned them or <laughs> tortured them <laughs> to find out if they're a wolf um and if they weren't they were just hiding it anyway so they just killed them anyway yeah in league with the devil was the uh, the, the the larger um verdict i think of <laughs> any of these lycanthropy cases <laughs> um and then it talks about uh some regions uh, i think it's like in the balkans um werewolves are sort of conflated with vampires so i'll mm-hmm. get into that i think later later on in the episode um but yeah it's, it's just a lot of uh 
really neat um, tidbits of folklore, uh, trans- old translated tales. The author, I guess, given when this was written, um, spends a lot of text uh, doing quotes, but then doesn't translate them because he just uh, assumes that everyone can read uh, Latin or German <laughs> or French or uh, so there'll be like giant passages that's just in like Latin I'm like okay thanks you didn't <laughs> give me what that means so I, I just have to I guess um, imagining something about werewolves <laughs> that's what you, what you said there um, so those parts of the book I had to kind of skim but um, uh, I got maybe about 28% of the way through uh, but I, I was bouncing around to like the interesting chapters the book itself is Roughly a little over three hundred pages, so it's oh, okay. not it's not a small um, book by any means. And he definitely gathered a good twenty twenty or thirty pages from like each region um, that, that he was oh, okay. uh, looking at. So uh, I'll I'll dig into a few of those. I think a little bit later on um, when we come to associated areas. Okay, cool. Uh, Cameron, what's uh, your film about? Was this where? Was this werewolves? The beast within. Uh, the beast among us. Oh, beast uh, among yeah. us. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, this, uh, reading straight from the Wikipedia page, uh, werewolf: the beast among us is a 2012 action fantasy horror film <laughs> directed by Louis Morneau. Uh, we've got uh, Ed Quinn's uh, Stephen Ree, Guy Wilson, and Stephen Bauer starring, as well as many other people. Um, yeah, this one's interesting. It's um, 19th century somewhere. Everyone's got American accents, but there's a lot of Transylvanian place names. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a B movie at best. <laughs> um, yeah, and it sort of tells the tale of a town beset by a werewolf in a world where werewolves are a common and well-known thing. Um, and you know, we, we get some interesting stuff. Uh, apparently, the normal werewolves in this world only ever change on the night so one night per month of the full moon and are kind of just mindless animals uh, but the beast in this film changes for the night before the night of and the night after the full moon and seems pretty intelligent uh, that's sort of the basic idea of the film um, where was also interesting because uh, people they kill or injure turn into vertilax which I didn't know were a real thing until I looked it up um, they're apparently a type of Russian vampire Oh, uh, so, <laughs> what, yeah. what makes them different to a normal vampire apart from being Russian? <laughs> um, the Vertilac is a type of Russian vampire that must consume the blood of its loved ones and convert its whole family. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you get the typical, oh, you know, he was injured in the attack last night, we have to kill him, but it's not because he's going to turn into a werewolf, it's because he's going to turn into a vampire, which I thought was cool. That's cool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll interject uh, yeah, here. Go for it, Dave. Uh, this, so ahead. this relates um, to a Bulgarian or Slovakian um, werewolf, the Verkolak, which is it's the same root word, I think, as the, mm. as the Russian. Um, or I, I guess technically all of these go back to the Greek uh, Rukolakas. So mm. forgive my butchering of the Greek. Um, <laughs> but what, what this werewolf does is it's uh it's a it's a person or this man um in a cataleptic trance and their soul leaves their body and enters a wolf so it's oh. they're still they're it's a werewolf but they're just a dude asleep 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah, they they've they've drifted a wolf, um, and the the wolf itself um, develops a specific thirst for blood. So it's kind of like a vampire wolf. Um, but okay. after the it doesn't end there because after the person it, like if you just kill the guy to end the 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 killings or the curse or whatever's going on um the the lycanthrope so the the guy that who sends his soul out um ends up becoming one of those vampires so so oh. this movie it looks like they've kind of taken that legend and kind of messed you know mixed it up a little bit um giving it some more thematic effect excellent cool yeah and so what did you think of the film overall did you get um, a good representation like said, <laughs> of werewolves uh, like I said, I really enjoy it. It's interesting. Uh, the graphics aren't the best, but they try not to show anything too much during the film, so that works in its favor. Um, I liked it. It was an interesting take. Um, the reason the, this specific werewolf in the film can change three nights of the month instead of one night is because it's a born werewolf, not a cursed werewolf. Um, so I think the idea is that that person's father was a Vertilac, and was infected, and then his son uh, became a natural-born werewolf, which could change more frequently. And the big plot of the point of the movie really is that um, the winter solstice, when the sun, when the moon is closest to the earth, is coming. And oh yeah. At that point, the beast will gain full control of itself and be able to shift back and forth at will, like during the day and stuff as well. Um, and so that's kind of you know we've got to find out who the beast is and stuff like that. Um, and overall, you know, overall, like I said, it's sort of just a B-horror action movie, but it's got some really good things, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on an actual recording, but, um, near the start of the movie, there's one guy telling a story about he was attacked by one werewolf and it tore the back two legs off his horse, but he loved his horse so much he couldn't shoot it, so he stuck wheels on the horse. Oh. <laughs> Like, that, that's so dumb. There's no, it's just a story this character's telling. Is like, yeah, this is the Braggart character. And then the next scene, he's riding a horse with a cart attached where its back legs should be. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, okay, no, they went and did it. <laughs> um, and it's also got, um, it's got probably the most effective fake out I've seen in a werewolf movie, uh, which is the um, spoilers. Uh, the town constable is a prime suspect for the werewolf. He's always in, uh, always alone on the nights uh, where the killings happen, and we actually get a shot of him sort of going into these convulsions uh, on the night of the full moon. Uh, it turns out he's an epileptic. Uh, but oh. the townsfolk don't know and shoot him when he starts convulsing yeah. on the ground when the moon comes out. <laughs> um, and it was Which a really would good fake tie into that, that yeah. trance um, yeah, aspect yeah, exactly. of that. Mm. Yeah, they're like, you know, he's turning, shoot him, and there's just, you idiot, he was an epileptic, I handled his medicine and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a super, super good fake out. The first time it's like, no one's around, he lives by himself, you know, he's always alone on the nights the beast attacks, and then two, two minutes before the beast kills a whole bunch of people in one scene, we get a specific scene of him in his house going into this fit. And like, oh, no, he's totally the werewolf. And then, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes later in the film, it's like, no, he's just he's just sick. <laughs> he just needed help, but he didn't get it. <laughs> it which was it was just a really good fake. I really liked that bit. Um, that was like some really good cinematic integrity in the, the in an overall like averagely shot and framed film. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it was interesting, and it's a good cool. film. I feel cool. it's worth a watch. 
What made you pick it? Um, I just scrolled through a bunch of werewolf movies on Netflix. <laughs> and the only one without That's how we do it. In it. Uh, <laughs> Netflix's werewolf movie category is not huge. No, I've noticed that. So is it is it supposed to be is it actually it's supposed to be a serious film in the sense that it's not um, a, or is it a bit a bit it's not hammy? Super serious. It's a bit hammy. Hmm. Realistically, you know, it gets a happy ending, which is unusual for a world film. So it's definitely True. not super serious. You know, it's like. Uh, you know, the kid's in control of himself. He's not so bad. Let let him join the werewolf hunters. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's killed he's killed a hundred people over the last two years, but sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. He's in control now. <laughs> but there was some other stuff like um, his mother knew obviously, and she got the local doctor to sedate him for years and years, which is why the attacks are only coming up now, over the last few months. Um. And it turns out the Doctor actually has a really strong moral religious streak and has learned to train the beast side of him uh, to use it to kill, essentially, poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular reason? And, yeah. Um, uh, he just, you know, he's like, it's polluting the streets and stuff, and this is just a training ground, because he's, this Doctor's really pushing for this guy to go to university. He's like, once you get into the city, you'll clean the city out, it'll be a pure society again. I'm like, that's a real big villain ops for a guy who works at the village morgue but okay good for you <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's, in, it's it's an interesting idea of the dichotomy because they say like you know like while the beast lives in the man the man also lives in the beast and it's like he he trained the actual wolf side of him like you know there's scenes where it goes to attack him he just goes get down and the wolf sort of just grows <laughs> get down yeah you know, down get He's just like he's he's berating it like it's like it's a disobedient dog. And, dog, yeah. You know, it's, it was an it was an interesting twist, you know. Like, yeah. Yes, it's a werewolf, and yes, it's evil. Uh, it it has been ordered to kill. It's not technically doing this of its own volition, <laughs> which I thought was another interesting twist. It, it it had a lot of interesting ideas. Could be a little more well executed. Could have had less American accents in a clearly sort of mid to Eastern European setting. But yeah, you know, whatever. I enjoyed yeah. it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, uh, I found I found the entry um, in this book Ooh. for the um, Vertilock. Oh, go for it! Um, Excellent. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm, I think that this is what this is because it's this is old and they they used a weird spelling from the Cyrillic, I guess. But um, <laughs> so among the White Russians, the Vertilock is a man who has incurred the wrath of the devil, and the evil one punishes him by transforming him into a wolf and sending him among his relatives who recognize him and feed him well. All right. Um, so I guess they're that that's your be able to train him um yeah he is yeah. most amiably disposed to werewolf or you know he is a most amiably disposed werewolf for he does no mischief <laughs> and testifies his affection for his kindred by licking their hands um he cannot um, however remain long in any place and is driven from house to house and from hamlet to hamlet by an irresistible passion for change of scene <laughs> well he just wants to wander around and look <laughs> at stuff Oh, that's um, him. It, it's an actual dog. Uh, yeah, it yeah. sounds like it, yeah. Someone's a dog that people dog just. Looks like, it's just looks this like dog looks like Vlad. my brother. <laughs> his golden retriever must be Vlad. Here's some, Come to give us him some, some treats and send him on his way. He just wants to, <laughs> he just wants to go around and sniff stuff. I'm imagining this, but I'm imagining like the now traditional big hunched over werewolf design where it's just running around like a puppy going, oh, order treats. <laughs> Change of pace. 
Just everyone going, oh, that's just Steve. He's out in his werewolf form again, doing doing his mischief. <laughs> doing his mischief. He's not. That make, when you say that, it makes it sound like a proper dog. Like he's gone and and like just shit on the green or something. Like, oh, he's done his mischief again. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I wouldn't true. really like those things where it's like werewolves aren't terrible monsters in every myth. There are like some good ones. Hmm. Like, of course, there is. I don't have a source for it, but I think it's a Scottish or Northern Irish thing where it's a werewolf is, uh, it's a kind of werewolf, it's just a man with a wolf's head who um, gives fish to people who can't afford food. He just leaves it on their windowsill. <laughs> I don't that's know like, where that's going to have to look that up. Yeah, that sounds Scottish, I must admit. I don't, I mean, don't quote me on that, but it sounds it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, here's, uh, here's the other, or an other um, Russian werewolf since we're on that so this is the yeah, overall subject um which signifies one transformed the following entry is given by them for becoming one he who desires to become an overall let him seek in the forest a hewn down tree let him stab it with a small copper knife and walk round the tree repeating the following incantation on the sea on the ocean on the island on the bujan on the empty pastures gleam the moon on an ashstock lying in the green wood in a gloomy vale Toward the stock wandereth a shaggy wolf, horned cattle seeking for his sharp fangs, but the wolf enters not the forest, but the wolf dives not into the shadowy vale. Moon, moon, golden-horned moon. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of moon, moon, that stupid meme. Um, uh, <laughs> cheek the flight of bullets, blunt the hunter's knives, break the shepherd's cudgels, cast wild fear upon all cattle. On men, on all creeping things, that they not that they may not catch the gray wolf, that they may not rend his warm skin. My word is binding, more binding than sleep, more binding than the promise of a hero. Then he springs thrice over the tree and runs into the forest, transformed into a wolf. That's actually a pretty cool, uh, yeah, little thing you have to say. You, just, you recite a poem about how cool werewolves are. Yeah, basically, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> Actually, um, no, that's Cameron, the, the thing you were just talking about is a, uh, mm. I was just looking it up, it's a, a wolver, is the, uh, what yeah. you're talking about. A wolver is a kind of werewolf that is part of the folklore of the Shetland Islands off the coast of Scotland. Uh, yeah. See, I was right, I thought yeah. it was Scotland. Um, it, <laughs> keeps itself, it keeps to itself and was not aggressive if left in peace. Unlike most werewolves, it, the wolver is not a shapeshifter and is not, nor was it ever, a human being. It appears to be a sort of immortal spirit. Um, and there's a little um, little uh, paragraph here. The wolver was a creature uh, like a man with a wolf's head. He had short brown hair all over him. His home was a cave dug out of the side of a steep uh, cave and uh, halfway up a hill. Uh, he didn't molest folk if folk didn't molest him. <laughs> That's a lovely sentence, isn't it? Um, he, was fond of <laughs> he was fond of fishing and had a small rock in the deep water, which is... Is known to this day as the Wolver's Stain. Uh, that's Stain as in S-T-A-N-E. Um, there he would sit f uh, fishing stalax and pill tax for hour after hour. He, he was reported to have frequently left a few fish on the windowsill of some poor body. Uh, after and then it goes to say after researching folklore traditions gathered primarily from Gaelic areas of Scotland an authority on disorders uh, a particular lady has speculated the tale of the wolver may have been have a basis in a human being with a medical condition uh, she suggests it may be hunter syndrome so there we go that's what Cameron was talking about 
but he, he knew he knew he knew all that. I was just I was just saying it on his behalf. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember the exact uh, details. Thank you. There's no, no, that, that's the kind of stuff I like. It's like it's just a werewolf. He just lives, you know, just up the hill over there. Occasionally, he'll leave some fish for people. There's no he, problem if you don't. He, he sounds he sounds like a Scottish yokai, doesn't he? He sounds, that sounds like a random yokai thing would do. It's just the Scottish version. Um, just leaves fish yeah, on people's windowsills. But, yeah, hey. fish for those who need it. You know, it sits on his little rock fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So cool. Um, yeah, we'll go. Um, so we'll we'll go back to book in a minute. Um, I'll briefly talk about the order eighteen eighty six, which I played ooh, about a year or eighteen months ago, and I've recently rewatched some videos just to remind myself of what it's about. Uh, for people that don't know, it's a PS four game uh, developed by Ready at Dawn back in. February 2015. Uh, it's basically set in a alternative history land and tan with a uh, steampunk-esque theme. Um, and basically, it, well, initially, it's about the Knights of the Round Table versus half-breed werewolves. Um, obviously, it ends up being a bit more than that, but that's the, the sort of general gist. So you, you play a character called uh, Sir Galahad, um, as obviously is part of the Round Table, and you as part of the order are there to initially take on these half-breeds. Um, it's got quite an interesting sort of backstory in the sense that uh, the Knights of the Round Table have been around since you know King Arthur's time and mm. have basically lived on and are still alive due to this uh, substance called black water, um, which is, even though it sounds horrible and <laughs> nasty, is actually a... a liquid which heals them and you know brings them back to life if necessary well not literally back to life but it uh, yeah it's a major healing uh, which obviously is quite handy when you're talking about a video game um so and basically for for many years um the half breeds which in this are like a lichens and basically the the lichens have been around for well centuries it, and that's it doesn't actually give any specifics of when it they happened in their in their history but you get a big uh, a very big vibe from this that the lichens have been around for centuries and rather than just being the traditional some of the semi-traditional uh backgrounds on werewolves i.e being bit by a werewolf or a curse it's actually a form of uh, human evolution so back you know centuries prior to 1886 where this game is set uh humans have basically gone in one of two directions you've carried on as a normal human or you've gone the lichen route um and obviously like in a lot of games and films and books they are at war with each other um for you know uh, not uh, i think mainly similar to what you would see in the the blade films with uh, the vampires where i know obviously the humans are supposed to be the food for the vampires but also it's it's a part of being of self-preservation i.e. the vampires you know are not just you know being evil for evil's sake they just want to continue the race and that's the same uh sort of connotations you get with this that the lichens just want to carry on their race and you know don't want to yeah. become extinct so they they fight back um and the sort of the what you understand of the history is that the uh 
basically the or well the human human side of things and the order have been losing this battle for centuries i.e. the lichens have uh, had the upper hand for quite a while um and it's only even with the black water um potion what has swung it slightly back in the favor of humans was the industrial revolution where which obviously again plays in from a gameplay point of view where you as sir galhad is means you can use some very funky not really in keeping with the times weapons such as uh, electric guns you've got a gun a gun that sprays out um a powder which then you can ignite yeah like a thermite gun um you've got a that was just cool. You've got a gun, which is like a semi, semi-assault rifle and concussion shotgun. You know, all things that you definitely wouldn't usually see in 1886. Um, but it plays in nicely because, again, it gives it some context or gives it an, an alternative history. Um, you've got uh, some famous faces like uh, Nikola Tesla, who is the creator behind a lot of these guns. You've got um, the Jack the Ripper that appears in this game, who is actually a vampire. Um, he's Lord Hastings in this, um, which is a quite a cool twist. There is vampires in this game, but they're not to much degree. They're sort of you just see the, they make a brief appearance. Um, they're actually um, the context they're given in this is that they're being shipped out to um, other locations around the world. Uh, from a werewolf point of view, um, the they're quite an interesting form really compared to some of the other things you'll see because I was, I was reading a or sorry i was watching a, a video with one of the creative directors at ready at dawn and they were talking about what inspired them to do their half-breed lichens um one of the biggest um influences for them was uh, american werewolf in london which obviously we've covered previously um especially the scene where he transforms in his uh, apartment and but what the, the sort of vibe they've generally gone for in this game is a creature which is more human than some of the other iterations you see of werewolves. It's not a they tried to were trying to get away from uh, sorry get away from the wolf <laughs> side of the <laughs> tongue twister there. Yeah. They were trying to get away from the wolf side of things and were trying to. You know, when they say a half breed, they literally mean a half breed. So you can, you know, throughout the, the times that you do have to fight them, you can see clearly that there's still a quite human element to them compared to just being hairy. I mean, in some ways, they're not very hairy at all. Um, they they transform extremely quickly compared to again some of the other things that we've seen. You know, within seconds, they're they're in their true form, which again is quite a good thing because well obviously from a gameplay point of view it's good because obviously you don't want to be waiting five minutes for them to transform otherwise that would not be good gameplay but also uh, you know from a you know from the continuity side of things obviously like i said earlier lichens have been around for centuries and have continually evolved so like i said within seconds they're you know they're into their their true form which you know makes a lot of sense um the actual transformation procedure is actually quite interesting as well that you know compared to some of the other ones we've seen um yes they're in pain or they look like they're in pain you know as it was as we've seen in other things where the arms extend you can hear bones cracking um but you can actually see clearly that um rather than just being you know hair sprouting and things like that you can actually see where blood is basically traveling to all the extremities so you know rather than it just going ta-da i'm a werewolf um <laughs> they there you can actually see where you know the the actual 
torso and chest is expanding you can see where the heart is pumping blood around like it literally would because obviously now the extremities are almost twice as long as they were before you know obviously clearly now they're a lot taller than they were before and you know so it, i think it was quite clever that they they decided to make the their lichens actually you know they, there was actually some science behind them as well rather than just a you know a something out of a comic book where they just transform it there's actually some you know something solid behind it um they've got a you know still a fairly sort of human face then again they haven't got the the werewolf uh characteristics that we've seen um what was that film we covered as well as part of this i can't there was a third uh, there was a third film we covered the um the blind man what do we co- well, i can't remember that for the name of that film no Moon faces. Um, moon faces. Yeah. <laughs> that moon faces. Or, so, something like late phase. Late phases. Late phases. That's it. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, where like that, where they're very wolf-like, <laughs> <person. laughs> sort of. So um, yeah, <laughs> what the budget let them do, and got, got them bug eyes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're not. You know, these are very. You know, the hair on them is minimal. Um, you know you can like I said you can clearly see the human face um they can still talk like a human obviously just with a very feral and you know beast like tone um you got what i did notice as well um which it didn't really explain is the they've got a very bony back not in the spine side of things but the actual shoulder blades are almost protruding quite a lot again i don't know if that's an ev- you know an evolutionary thing or just purely to give them more bulk than they had before or it could be just the way they transform it just you know the way they've evolved yeah. it just naturally pushes you know because like i said if you see some screenshots their shoulder blades are very prominent compared to again mm. other types of werewolves um and i think the you know and also sorry to say also you've got very augmented muscles and that side of things as well um yeah. i think they the 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 general gist they were going for was it's a could have existed type of werewolf you know is in yes werewolves don't exist or do they um they don't exist but you know if they did exist you know and have been around for hundreds of years this is what they could look like and this is genuinely what they could be like um uh, have you cameron you've played this game haven't you um, yeah, yeah. Dave, have you played? Have you played? Have you ever played this one? I, I don't know if you have or not. Um, no, I haven't. I think I skipped it, but I should probably pick it up. It's yeah. really cheap right now. Yeah, do it. Um, it's well worth the play. Um, yeah. So, Cameron, what was your what was your sort of thoughts on it? Can you remember <laughs> much about it? <laughs> uh, on the game itself, um, it was it was fine. It was a fun game to play. It could have been way less linear, uh, but at the time they were going for the Super Duke cinematic. Uh, experience and early on in the PS4's life cycle it's kind of hard to develop more freely around that so I can see why it was such like a limited game like mechanics and Mm -hmm. exploration wise Uh, but from a visual design point of view I absolutely love the werewolves in this Um, (laughs) they're they're really cool Um, like you said they look like a werewolf that could have evolved alongside or from people um, which, uh, like, small shout out to myself in my own personal writing, uh, that's the kind of thing I like to try and do with werewolves is, you know, it's just a creature that evolved to blend in with human society and occasionally gets all beastly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, pr- part of that's probably inspired by <laughs> the game to some degree, but they look 
super menacing for something that's not all too different from the regular human shape. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If you look at a close-up of um, the face, you know, there's that one screenshot where he's holding the bloody hand just in front of his face. Mm. It's almost an entirely human face, but it's just got those, um, those reflective predatory eyes. Yeah. And suddenly it seems really menacing and feral, despite not much of actually not much actually changing in the basic structure like it's you, you you've got a human skeleton basically and you've just done a few tweaks here and there to make it really creepy and inhuman which is super awesome from a design point it's a minimalism thing as opposed to going you know nuts and <laughs> making some <laughs> crazy out there ripped van helsing style werewolf for example, which i also <laughs> love uh, I love those werewolves, but they're just big buff wrestling dudes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and don't look too realistic. Whereas these look super realistic, which is awesome. Uh, even on all fours, uh, which is cool because um, that's the thing to note with um the transformation. Their arms get a lot longer, which is mm-hmm. much better for quadrupedal movement. Yeah, that's right. Humans can't run on all fours well because they've got the long back legs. So when mm-hmm. you get down on all fours, you know you've got your hips very up high, makes your balance all weird. Uh, with these worlds getting longer arms makes sense because they do run around on all fours every now and again. I remember a bit in the game where you had to fight two at once. They're just running from cover to cover all over the place. Yeah, they, there's I a think. few. There's a few bits. Basically, the, the way the way the game presents the werewolf parts because. One thing I would say is, which is slightly to the game's detriment, is that there's not enough of it, in my opinion. There's too mm. too much of it of the game is spent fighting humans, which. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's just it's just Gears of War. <laughs> it's just it becomes a you know quite an average cover shooter, and it sort of you felt that some of the uh, a lot of it is wasted. But when you do fight the, fight the werewolves, they're generally in one or two situations. You've got this sort of run in the mill troops where you're generally in say a large room with a lot of you know, like a warehouse where there's lots of, you know, boxes and such like, where you're then... Warehouse. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> On fire. Pew! Wow. Um, oh, God, I do surprise myself sometimes. No, in like a warehouse where they, you know, where you're quite, it's quite claustrophobic and you've basically got a set of, of these lichens, you know, say half a dozen, and they're, they're basically coming at you from different directions. Um and eventually you whistle them down. So they're, they're coming in, doing a brief attack, so you've, you you react in some sort of way. Um, it's, I must admit, a lot of this game is QTEs, which meh, is a bit of a shame, but you know, it is what it is. And the other times you fight in the werewolves, which you get to see much more of it, is the is a couple of the boss battles, where you have, mm-hmm. again, a QTE way of fighting them. Uh, again, it's a bit of a, a bit of a dodgy bit of the game, where... You're having to try and fight them, and again, this QT thing doesn't really work because you don't. They, it makes the werewolves, you know, these true powerful ones, come across a bit weak. That they're just sort of there's yeah. no proper slashing. They're not sort of how, not jumping at you and slashing. It's more like you slash me, and then I'll slash you with my knife, and then you try and slash me. You know, it just becomes a bit of a you know tit for tat, and it doesn't really work. But you do see some of their things where you know they, they i mean their claws are absolutely massive compared to some of the other things you know because they've got quite the, i suppose the way they're they're built is 
they they got huge uh, rib cages and torsos, but the actual extremities are uh, like like you said, Cameron, are quite long and extended, but they're actually quite slim in comparison. They're not they're, like I said, they're not oh, yeah. muscly um, or no. that muscly. So you know the claws are huge in comparison. It's like they're it's like they're trying to hit them with a spade every time, um, and uh, you know it, it, it works. But you see a bit of the regenerative part of things as well. You know they they. They don't take much to kill, I must be honest. Yeah. And, and again, I suppose the Order have got very good at doing it as well, which I suppose is, you know, the way they're trying to portray them. Um, but no, overall, it's actually, it is quite a good game, game, and it's actually quite a good representation of werewolves. It's just showing you that, you know, if they are, it, with the evolutionary side of things, if they're that close to you, that they actually are their, at their most scariest. And I think that's, that's, you know, if we talk about monsters and horror as a whole, I think for me, two things that, you know, two points that get people is one when the enemy or creature or monster, whatever it is, is very close to being human, is always quite a creepy thing because obviously it it makes you look at your own mortality or something that you just don't understand. Not which I don't think is the case in this case, but you know, other things where you just you know you can't comprehend it. You know, like like Cthulhu and you know the mythos behind that side of things. So. So yeah, overall it's actually a really decent game, and like I said, Dave, you should you know when you get a chance try try playing it, you know, because it's cheap. It's and as everyone said at the time, it's only about six or seven hours. Actually, it's not as short as people made it out to be. Everyone made yeah. out it was like half an hour long. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's actually a lot. You know, it's longer than you think. Um, yeah. But no, it's overall good. Um, Dave, you know you, you were saying about obviously the book, going back to your book that you read um, with the different regions was there that some of these stories all had come from is there any particular region that you thought was particularly interesting compared to some of the others uh, there's a few I, I just pulled up um as you were talking uh the the lore from denmark um so this isn't uh it's not too far off of the um the scandinavian and norse um version of the of the wolves and in fact there's a few stories that um look like they may have had the same root and then just culturally or regionally they they sort of changed some aspects but overall it's the same sort of lore um here's an example this one's uh this one's from denmark um if a female at midnight stretches between four sticks the membrane which envelops the foal when it is brought forth so that the the call i think is what that is mm-hmm. um yeah um and creeps through it naked she will bear children without pain so it's like a sort of a midwifery like a, a tail that is supposed to benefit um, the mothers of, to, for pain-free childbirth. Um, unfortunately, um, any boys she um, bears at that point are, will be werewolves, and any of the girls <laughs> will be Maras. Um, by day, the werewolf has the human form, although he, he may be known by the meeting of his eyebrows above the nose. So, <laughs> unibrows. <laughs> Monobrow. Um, yep. <laughs> And uh, at a certain time of the night, he will have the form of a dog on three legs. I don't know. I think some of these things, when they're translated, lose some of the original yeah. meaning. Because yeah, I, I don't really know what that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's only when another person tells him that he is a werewolf or reproaches him with being a werewolf um, that he can be freed from the ban. So it's that's like the the easy way to cure. A werewolf it's just like hey you're actually I, I think you're a werewolf and then they're they're cured <laughs> um 
And then there's another uh, another Danish. Uh, this is a, apparently it's a popular song, um, which <laughs> I, I kept just thinking of as I'm reading this as like a written now. So I'm like, oh, it's a pop song. <laughs> which, <laughs> this is just an old, old folk song. Um, a hero was transformed by his stepmother into a bear and has a fight with a knight. Uh, and this is the um, the transmogrified bear man um, speaking. For tis she who bathed, uh, bath, hath, maybe? Uh, who hath bewitched me, a woman false and fell, bound an iron girdle round me. If thou canst not break this belt, knight, I destroy thee, or I thee destroy. Um, so I guess in the, this example, there's a um, an iron girdle, so a belt that's been placed around a man mm. that can transform him. Um and there's other lore, the, the more popular ones I've seen, where this is uh, a fur belt or a hide um, will will achieve the same effect. But this is sort of like it, it's a curse, but also potentially like a chastity belt, like that kind of idea. Oh, That's yeah. what this sounds like. Um, and th- this also ties into uh, these ideas of these pagan... Um, not really a ritual, but pagan lore uh, that is able to be quashed or defeated through um, conversion to Christianity uh, because the story continues on saying, um, so this is the knight that's fighting the uh, bear. Um, The noble made the Christian sign. The girdle snapped and the bear was changed. And see, he was a lusty knight. His father's realm regained. A lusty knight, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... And then there's another tale um, uh, in a... I'm guessing this is a Danish city. The name is far too difficult. Um, When an old bear was killed after it had caused the death of six men and 60 horses, it was found to be girded with a similar girdle. Um, And then in Schleswig and Holstein, they say that if the werewolf be thrice addressed by by his baptismal name... He resumes his human form. So here we see oh. that idea of um, Christianity, or even just beckoning someone, mm. or you know, with their names, yeah. able to undo the curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another, I guess, transformation would be on a hot harvest day. Some reapers lay down in the field to take their noontide sleep. So this is just people cleaning the mm. fields. Um, when one who could not sleep observed that the fellow next to him rose softly and having girded himself with a strap became a werewolf. So another example of that, um, the girdle wolf, as we will like to call them. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think they, the, there's several other tales with the, with the, like, the girl. Um, we'll switch over to these are Frankish tales and um, ones from Normandy. Okay. Fifteen. Two seconds to pull over to the relevant page. I I put the page. You do the page entry on the Kindle, but it always goes to one or two before it instead. Um, Damn you, Kindle! I know. Uh, in the south of France, it is still believed that the fate or that fate has destined certain men to be lycanthropists, that they are transformed into wolves at, at the full moon. So this isn't uh, um, uh, something they've chosen to do or, you know, 
done a specific rite that would enable them to gain these powers. Uh, it's yeah. involuntary. Um, the desire to run comes upon them at night. They leave their beds, jump out of a window, and plunge into a fountain. After the bath, they come out covered with dense fur, walking on all fours, and commence a raid over fields and meadows, through woods and villages, biting all beasts and human beings that come in their way. Um, as they approach at dawn, they return to the spring, plunge into it, lose their furry skins, and regain their deserted beds. These, uh... Oh, um... Here's another interesting one, which relates, I guess, to... A separate myth. We did we talk about the bar guest? I, mean, I don't remember if we did before. Um, I don't think so. I I think it came up when we were talking about ghost dogs or something. I, I don't Maybe. remember. <laughs> we, <laughs> we covered too many things. Okay, so sometimes the lugaru <laughs> is said to appear under the form of a white dog or to be loaded with chains. But there is there uh, again. This, this calls it out. There's probably a confusion of ideas between the werewolf and the church dog slash bar guest uh, wush pond, yeah. um, or whatever that. <laughs> this is funny. Or whatever name the animal is supposed to be that haunts a churchyard. <laughs> 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 so the guy couldn't even be bothered to look it up. Um, <laughs> so that, that's um, and then this gives another. Uh, so this is there's a secondary myth for the um, lycanthropist that ties together uh, two of the curses. Um, the lycanthropist dashes out of a window, springs into a well, and after having struggled in the water for a few moments, rises from it dripping and invested with a goat skin, which the devil has been, which the devil has granted him. Um, in this condition, the Lularu, so they changed the name of this one. Oh, I guess maybe that's lycanthropist. Um, runs yeah. upon four legs. Pass the night raging over the country and biting and devouring all the dogs they meet. Uh, at the break of day, they lay aside their goat skins and return home. Often they are in are in, ugh, often they are ill in consequence of having eaten tough old hounds, and they vomit up their undigested paws. Mm. Um, I guess one great nuisance to them is they may be killed or wounded in their um, woven state. Uh, um, and then when the when the first effusion of blood that their diabolic covering vanishes, the first effusion of blood. The problem with this formatting and this is difficult to read. Um, oh, okay. So when they're wounded in their wolf form, they revert to their human form, um, as we see in in popular culture often, and they are recognized to the disgrace of their families. <laughs> so you don't want one of these guys in your family. It's, <laughs> You'll be all shunned. Uh, and then uh, another bit of lore that we said, I guess this is what we see um, in, like, Lon Chaney's Wolfman. Um, a werewolf may be easily detected even when devoid of his skin. So even if he's not wearing his um, transformational girdle, um, for he has broad hands, short fingers, and there's always some hairs in the hollow of his hands. So he has hairy palms. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, there's another, there's a bit of lore on how to deal with the wolf uh, or a werewolf. Um, oh, and cool. these are the yeah. wolves that have the, uh, the, the skin, the hure or hire skin that they're wearing uh, on loan from the devil. Um, mm. when, they, when they're running about in their transformed state, they're accompanied by the devil uh, who is whipping their feet anytime they hit a crossroad. No, wait, at the foot of a cross. So oh. when they're running past churches uh, or crosses, they, they get flayed on their feet, which is that's interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah. 
and the only way in which a werewolf can be liberated from this cruel bondage. So this is, you know, they're, I don't think in this case they're willingly, like, contracted to the devil. I think they would be forced to wear these skins. Um, but you can stab them three times in the forehead with a knife, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, which could cure them. Um, or uh, a less violent um, and leading to death method would be um, three drops of blood um, drawn from them by a needle uh, will potentially uh, release them from this devilish yoke. Um, so that's really interesting. That's, that's cool, Asha. There's, there's, oh, there's a... Oh, I found one more. Um, uh, and this is in the same province with these uh, Lugaru. Uh, sometimes the, the change is... Um, posthumous and it's forced upon a, a damned soul so if they haven't converted uh, or if they've sinned yeah. otherwise too much and didn't repent um they are tormented in their grave and they rift their way out of the soil um after devouring oh they they eat their way through the burial shroud um and then rip through the soil in a glowing haze and emit a fetid odor uh, revealing themselves as a wolf. So that's actually pretty cool. That is really Zomb- good. Zombie wolf? Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> cool. People need to be using putting this into a, um, a set. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dave gets all the interesting so stuff for these. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to tell him we need to read more books. This is the same with when we I did know, the Krampus uh, one. We get, he gets interesting stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, he, I mean, here's, here's one other bit that we can probably like segue or something. Um, so in Norway, it is believed that there are persons who can assume the form of a wolf or a bear um, and then again resume their own. Uh, this is either imparted to them by uh, a troll. So the... Mm. the mm, Norwegian trolls can turn you into a wolf, or um, wolf like werewolves are actually just trolls in disguise because they're wearing the skin of a wolf. Oh, okay, that's that's really neat. So you think it's just a spooky wolf, and really, it's was a troll. A troll. <laughs> <laughs> the clues that they're um, under a bridge. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess the the. In a, in a lot of the Norse tales, um, I won't dig into any of them, but um, mm. a common way to cure the the wolf form uh, again is tied with that, uh, you know, calling out their their name. But usually, that's mm. done when they're in human form and, and accusing them of being the werewolf and that cures them, which which is very convenient because you've accused somebody <laughs> that cures them, but they were still the wolf, so you still have to to kill them because they were committing crimes so i guess it's the whole like if you're a witch and you float you know <laughs> that kind of that yeah. kind of thing um but another in uh in this um nor yeah norway so the norwegian and scandinavian um legend uh oftentimes the uh the legend will revolve around a husband and wife, and the husband will tell his wife uh, he, he he's not cursed; he's actually just been born a, a werewolf, and that's just something mm. that he does. But he'll let her know, like, oh, if you're you know going to the market or if you're heading out to the forest to pick 
herbs or something um, and you run into a wolf, like, don't, um, just call my name. And so the wife will do that and then what happens is, like, the, the wolf will run up and she calls the name and it, it bites usually part of her apron and runs away. Mm. And then yeah. the wolf will encounter her husband who's still, for some reason, holding the apron in his mouth. I think he could have probably spat it out. But um, yeah. <laughs> he's always he's always <laughs> depicted as, like, holding the cloth in his mouth. Um, well, Dave and gets stuck he'll, he'll say, yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he'll say, thank you for freeing me from the curse. So it's that idea of... Um, revealing the you know the person inside of the wolf and freeze them he could have told somebody sooner like to do that maybe <laughs> you know, yeah, if, if, if he's been born as a wolf like a family member or somebody hey just call my name and you know we'll be good <laughs> i think it just demonstrates all these different regions all these different types of media we're looking at that that you know the the sim what's often seen as the simple werewolf has got so much behind it so many interpretations i know you can say that you know about any other type of creature but there's so yeah. there's so much isn't there that's that mm. you know we're completely unaware of until you start reading yeah. or watching these things that's no, really fascinating yeah. um that's awesome. oh here's here's one other bit uh this since this segues neatly um <laughs> so the, the 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 norse and the i guess maybe the old high german um oh no the anglo-saxon uh, words. So, Verger, um, wolf. Uh, it's where mm. we get, like, warg. Yep. Yeah. Uh, came from that, but in Anglo-Saxon, virg um, is scoundrel, and vergus esto, which is the Norman, but, like, Latin-rooted, um, phrase, is to be an outlaw. And the, the, criminals and outlaws were referred to as wolves and they would also you know they're basically kicked out of society and they're you know driven into the forest but they would wear uh, not all of them but on occasion would be wearing um, like wolf skins Hmm. Um, and I think that those those things became conflated because in a lot of depictions of outlaws like the old depictions they would be having the head of a wolf but really it's just (laughs) them wearing a wolf skin so that fear of these men you know, in the forest that are like brigands um, turned into, you know, it's you're attributing them with greater powers than they may otherwise possess. Or they themselves are like saying, oh, you know, hey, I'm way stronger or faster. You should give me all your money. <laughs> um, it, it's just that idea that they're, they're, they're using that to their benefit, you know, creating that sense of fear. And I think that that's part of what is brought forward in this legend and idea of these werewolves. Definitely. Cool. Um, we'll segue slightly back to Cameron in your movie, uh, Werewolf, mm. the Beast Among Us. So, putting aside the actual story behind it, what, what was your sort of um, thoughts on that actual, how they represented a werewolf? Um, yeah, no, I really liked it. I liked the idea that there was a couple of different kinds, effectively, like... It's never shown in the film, but uh, the characters talk about it a lot. Like, your normal werewolf turns once a month on one night. It's unintelligent. You know, it's got about the same mental capacities as, you know, an aggressive dog. Mm -hmm. Basically, it just fights anything it can see until it gets killed. Um, uh, And then, you know, you have the more intelligent, the the quote-unquote natural-born werewolf, where you know you change multiple times 
over the course of the month, you know, the beast itself is intelligent, and that idea of the di dichotomy of the beast and the man's mind sort of being separate to a degree, where when they're in the beastly form, the human mind is still somewhat active, and when mm -hmm. they're in the human mind, the beast's mind, the human form, the beast's mind is still active as well, uh, which I think they represent with, um, when he's sleeping, he, he's getting these continual nightmares of looking in the mirror and seeing a werewolf instead of himself, and stuff like that, all those kinds of weird nightmares, uh, which is like the beast saying, hey, don't forget I'm here, remember who you are, um, I really liked the, uh, the idea of if someone gets injured or killed by a werewolf, you have to, you know, either kill them if they survived and then burn the corpse, either way, because otherwise it's going to turn into this weird vampiric creature, Verdalac. Yeah. Um, which was interesting as well, because for a lot of the film they were portrayed as sort of these mindless, zombie-like creatures, hmm. uh, but then near the end it's revealed, oh no, this character who's suddenly been doing all this nasty, evil nonsense um, was actually a Verdalac, and he's been around for like a hundred years, and that's why he was kept on as a werewolf hunter, because it, you know, it made him stronger and faster than the average human. Yeah. Um, and also that character mentioned that um, because it's the solstice, he actually gets stronger as well. So the idea is that these Verdalacs, these sort of werewolf vampires, are also strongly associated with the moon, but they're they're always what they are. So they're not quite werewolves; they're much more vampiric. Was uh, was really interesting. Um, and you know, the beast looked good enough. You know. <laughs> what sort <laughs> of effects did they go standard. for? Uh, it was it was pretty much all CGI. They, they all had right. some good practical effects for like corpses and stuff, but the beast itself was all CGI, as far as I could tell. But it looked it looked okay. It was a 2012 movie. I wasn't expecting the amazing <laughs> animation. Um, you know, it, it was a nice design. It's your standard big, strong, furry, uh, biped, quadruped mix. Uh, but it had a snout, so I'll take it. <laughs> 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 nice, yeah. I mean, it must be. I, I mean, I've not seen the movie, but the fact that they're overlapping these sort of creatures, you know, the, like I said, there's the werewolves, there's the sort of vampiric side of things. That sounds, yeah, yeah. Verdalax. That sounds really good, actually. It's, I like yeah. it when they do that sort of stuff. As long as there's there's context for it, you know. I, yeah. you know, I think sometimes yeah. just throwing them all in can be just a bit pointless. But no, that's quite, yeah, quite cool the way they've well, done that. Yeah, they they're good with that. It, they they do like, it, like I said, it's not an amazing movie, but it feels like. Um, it feels it feels realistic to the degree where these are people who live with this, and it's like you know, the day after a wealth attack, a man comes to the doctor. He's um, what's it? It's like oh yeah, no, I injured my I injured my arm this morning uh, plowing the field. <laughs> the doctor looks at his arm, and it's very clearly bite marks. Like he pulls a piece of tooth out of his arm. It's like oh, his wife's like oh it's fine it's fine he's not infected is there anything that can be done and uh the doctor's assistant has just brought around this big case and you're like oh is they got they got the werewolf shot or bandages or something in the case and the doctor just pulls a loaded revolver out of the case <laughs> and shoots the guy <laughs> um and it feels lived in because immediately after that and this is the sort of the grim bit um the assistant pulls this curtain that's been hanging off the back wall off and you see there's all these bullet holes in the back of the wall like this is a thing that they have to do, hmm. um, so you know they make it feel what well, not more, not more realistic, but they make it feel lived in and believable, like through right. stuff like that. Okay, yeah, 
you know, you've got werewolf hunters, quote-unquote, trying to claim bounties by, you know, oh, I killed this wolf and then I <laughs> sewed some reindeer antlers onto it and was like, oh, look at the terrible beast I caught. Give me the reward. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. No. So it, do you, it, so it was a fun film. Worth a watch. So do you feel they did they re- did their research then? Um, they definitely did some because mm. they used specific terminology like they call they didn't go like oh the wolf's making zombies like no the wolf makes vertilax yeah fair um, play yeah. you know yeah stuff like that uh, might not have been a huge amount of research but it was enough to give it the you know a, a bit more of a standout from other films where you yeah. don't hear anything about the wolf you, you like you know it's a werewolf but that's all you learn in the film it's like well no these people live with this they know what's going on they know you know this is called this and this is called that and this these thring, these things are connected this is what happens mm-hmm. kind of stuff you know it, it's filled out a bit more than your standard werewolf film which I liked yeah no, that sounds good yeah um, actually looking at the uh, discord Dave do you want to talk about the how yeah I put a link in there um, it's another <laughs> film I just was able to um, watch it uh, yeah. over the summer awesome. I think I, I think I was able to rent this uh, when we were probably doing our uh, we're off in London. Um, it, it popped out yeah. um, on the on the US side because it, it, I think it had delayed um, uh, re- international release. Uh, oh. But this one, oh, um, is this the one on the This train? is really good. Yes. Yeah, I've heard of this one. Yes. Yeah. And it I've has uh, our, our every, everyone's everyone's <laughs> favorite uh, Sean Pertwee. Yay. It, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, yeah, this was really good. So this is a. a a train going through the countryside and they uh, run afoul of uh, some werewolves who uh, I think they eat people gum up the track or something I don't remember what uh, something causes the train to stop um, da, 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 da. Uh, the train is forced to undergo an emergency break to prevent derailment when a deer runs onto the track uh, yeah um, and well, so the, the passengers well, are basically runs. like <laughs> trapped on the train while um, mm. a werewolf is uh, like harrying them and uh, of course picking off uh, passengers one at a time it, it was re- yeah. really good um, a lot of practical effects, the werewolves are definitely um, they're sort of like the late phases ones Yeah. Um, mm. but they have that weird bodybuilder like physique, it's like <laughs> huge, huge dudes um, and mm. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think they're very hairy. I think it's just um, their face. No, they're not. They've got like long hair, but they've got these weird. They have like brown skin. Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was pretty interesting. It had a. It had a, a good. Uh, bit of gore. <laughs> they definitely like leaned on that on that aspect of it. So it felt. It felt again, sort of like Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. But not not quite as good of a film um i don't know dog soldiers just really did the one location um you know be, being tormented by wolves much better um but yeah. this wasn't like a bad movie i guess to, to for, for something that's just direct to video um there was another one that i i, I forgot <laughs> in between talking about this what it was going to be i don't remember the uh other movie <laughs> i'll probably think of it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but this one was definitely worth watching uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. it was fun. I liked it. Right. Um, 
Is there anything anyone else wants to say about their relative media that they were researching? Uh, we we feel we've. So. Uh, uh, I think we yeah we got it. I'll, I'll I'll keep some stuff in the bag for next time. For enough, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to these. Com- coming back yeah. to this as we do. Mm. Like, like I said, I think it's really good doing werewolves again because I know it's quite a while since we covered those, but. That actually, I think from memory, there were com- a couple of our most popular episodes was doing the werewolves ones, and I think I know we do deviate every you know every week we cover various different monsters, but I think when we when we go back to some of the true and tested ones like werewolves and vampires, uh, yeah. and eventually zom <laughs> and zombies <laughs> as well, which is, <laughs> um, if we have to, um, <laughs> it's not you know, but it's nice because the good thing is there's so much to cover. You know, we you know even if we decide you know in six months' time do another werewolf uh, episode, there's so much, so many more books and and films and maybe games. I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know it's always good to go back to these. And I think again, it's just just shown again. I mean, like especially every every book that so far you've picked, Dave. I always feel like I'm really compelled to <laughs> read it because it's always. Yeah. I think you've done well on that. Um, yeah, I try to get the ones that I know have. A copious amount of information and that I can use well if I have to buy it I want to be able to use it more than once so um, a 300 page novel or not novel but uh, uh, it's basically like a, a textbook on, on um, werewolves and the fact that the scope of it is so broad yeah um, yet while mm. focusing on one topic uh, helps a lot and um, the myth I mean they're everything there's short little entries so they're yeah. Easy to read, but there's mm. like a thousand of them. Um, <laughs> and, and I have some other books that are just specific. I have one that's specifically um, Scandinavian folklore. Um, oh, and nice. I had a, a chapter on wolves. And it had, they're not the same tales, but they're similar enough to to give you a very good idea of what like Scandinavian idea of mm. you know, wolf is. And um, what I do wish is that this, um, the book I'm reading now, it has the sources in it, but they're just, the attribution's weird. Like, it'll give you a book title and a page number, but that's uh, okay. <laughs> like, that's just some, <laughs> I can't even find those anymore. I mean, this is how old this book is. Um, makes it difficult to um, try to trace and look up secondary and other you were the primary sources i guess that it was pulling from and i have to kind of just take it at, at, at its word that um these texts are, are real <laughs> for one mm. <laughs> it's not disguise <laughs> so i guess that's one of the downfalls of uh, picking older um bits of media to, to look at but mm. uh one, one thing that i really do like is since we are coming back to these the, you know the same topic um, on multiple episodes. It's we're building a little bit bigger picture, uh, yeah, stronger I, narrative I of um, yeah. what these werewolves are, and uh, it's very nice to see that you know the, the the things that we looked at since there is so much um, history and versions of werewolves to pull from. Uh, you know, we looked at a, the the order um, and then this werewolf film completely different you know yeah absolutely uh, beasts um and again the both of those are removed from what we found in late phases um yeah. dog soldiers like none of these feel there's the idea of the werewolf and that's that's the, the extent of it like they don't yeah. feel like they're pulling yeah. um from one like source uh and 
that's like really cool yeah um yeah and as the as the film that we're <laughs> avoiding um <laughs> american werewolf in paris uh yeah. <laughs> shows that the 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 cg um angle in these films is and isn't as strong um and i know i think it's getting there simply yeah. because of technology you know we have um the uh i guess it's the what's the name of the series the rise of the lichens it's underworld Underworld, so yeah. That's, that's specifically yeah. Um, vampires and werewolves. Um, yeah, you know, we're seeing in folklore that they're being that there is a dichotomy that they're they are tied together. Yeah. Uh, now they're not tied together by some like ongoing war feud or whatever, but um, we see it here. And then there's the uh, I think it's called Being Human, the TV series. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah Being I Human. Yeah, the, um, they will live together. Yeah, it was. There was a yeah. UK and a US version. Mm-hmm. I watched the UK version. Mm-hmm. I preferred the UK. I saw both of them. The, the UK was yeah. the, the better. It's like, the UK version was really good. Yeah. There's nothing bad. Like, the American version wasn't bad. It's just... Uh, yeah. I think the, the actors they had just had a better charisma, maybe, is yeah. what it was. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But um, stories like that... Uh, it's, it's interesting how they're depicting um you know the relationship between the the vampires and werewolves and i i didn't know that there was literally one where vampires sprang from a dead werewolf that that, that's cool (laughs) that is awesome yeah (laughs) yeah that's very metal (laughs) yeah i mean yeah you you kill the beast and another one arises Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's <laughs> pretty darn cool. Yeah. But we uh, we we find with some of the other creatures and monsters we've covered that that there's always different strains, there's different uh, gray areas. Like when we covered the fog and we spoke about revenants in some other media, that would have been just a spirit or as another form of zombie. But it just shows that mm. that not every you know stereotype of a of a monster or the you know the most common form of it is always there's such variations and then you know there's subsections and you know unlike we've seen in this episode you know you've got werewolves but then you've got various versions of werewolves in this as well you know such as lichens and the other ones we've mentioned it's it's yeah. it's really good and and like you're saying by us revisiting these we're just you know just getting it down so again peeling away the layers isn't it it's the the old onion analogy and it's just we're just seeing all these various versions and it's great you know and um and i'm sure it'll give us a reason to go back to bloodborne at some point <laughs> we'll be there after last week's episode can we can we go back to bloodborne at some point i'm sure there's something we can talk about um any excuse um well i mean we we <laughs> you know, we but, did um we talked about the uh and i think maybe it was the first bloodborne episode um the wolves and the yes. fact that you know they were definitely from a human because they had mm. the longer back legs and their you know their their hips um, yeah. do sit way high yeah um yeah. so yeah i mean we we're, we're pulling from our own we're, we're building our own <laughs> like narrative of, uh, of of these creatures and i think that, that that's it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely that's why we do it absolutely cool okay well that's uh werewolves for another episode um many more to come um did we have any feedback i don't think we did did we um, um not no not no that I'm, i'll, I'll double check really fast but i don't think so do 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 dave's checking the feedback do 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 so this is a nice little uh it's like uh elevator music do 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 yokai of the week nope nope we've done that segment <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there's there's no feedback. Okay, no worries. That's so. fine. But uh, no, it was good. It was definitely good to revisit werewolves. Um, right, let's just finish off with a bit of admin. Um, just segue in from what we were just talking about. Like I said, if you have any feedback on future, past, or present episodes, please feel free to do so. Um, you know, hit us up on Twitter, which we'll give the uh, handle for shortly. Um, and talking to Twitter, Dave, where can people find you on the internet? I am primarily on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. That's it. And rumor has it, even in 2018, it may be in the notes. <laughs> just remember. It might, it might be there. Might be. Might be. Possibly. Yeah, just Possibly. rumor. I'm uh, just going to, like, not put it there. <laughs> oh, curveball. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Cameron, how about you, mate? Where are you on the uh, internet? You can... Yeah, you can find me on uh, the tweeter um, at night underscore twitten. Uh, that's night without a K. Oh, uh, yeah, come chat. I love yeah. talking. He loves it. Like he werewolves loves it. and Dark Souls remaster and Dark Souls yeah. remaster. Yeah, and uh, model <laughs> conversions or miniature conversions. Yeah, some, yeah, some miniature <laughs> conversions. <laughs> Converging? No, that's the wrong. Converging? Thing. Yeah, well, one day <laughs> we con- may all. <laughs> the convergence. <laughs> and, um, I should be clad in adamantine. and uh, you can find me on twitter as well at ninjabadger7 the number 7 and uh, you can find the podcast on twitter as well Uh, Cameron where can they find it because you always remember it yeah at mon underscore dmonster there you go Uh, that's your feedback damn right get it in and um, yep like I said shortly we'll be plotting and scheming more episodes for this year I think we've got there's a few ideas that we're thinking of Um, I think definitely at some point we're going to do a Monster Hunter one that's two weeks away or less than just less than two weeks away now so I think that'll be something we'll cover at some point and yeah we got a list there's plenty of monsters don't worry folks don't worry there's plenty of monsters to talk about and revisit so um, with that Thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of Monster Dear Monster. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.